BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, beautiful people. It's Renee Blewett, and I am your host for the She Did That podcast. Have you ever wondered how your favorite women founders are building these beautiful brands and legacies? Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, already on your journey, or just someone who wants to learn from the best to ever do it, this is the podcast for you. Every week, I'll introduce you to powerhouse entrepreneurs, creatives, and innovators who are carving their own paths with love, resilience, and bold ambitions. Be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss a thing. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. So welcome back to Divorced, Not Dead. It's funny, I'm just about to go off and get remarried. And wanted to do a solo before I I did. And just tell all of you out there, I think, that divorce is a really, really interesting word because it has such a final connotation. It's like, you know, we say we're going to get divorced and all our problems end there and it's over, right? We don't have anything to do with the other person again. And that's it. And you just say goodbye. Thanks very much. And off we both trot with whatever we agree on. Well... That's just not what happens. First of all, I don't think the word divorce should be banded around anyway because it's so confusing for children. You start with separated and that's what you tell your kids, we're getting separated, which means it's also it gives them hope and everything else. When you get to the word divorce, it sounds like a death, like somebody or one of you has died and that you're never going to see the other person again. And I think that's why it's so traumatic for children. And again, obviously I'm not... a a therapist, but I mean, I can imagine, you know, it's just like kids, we're getting divorced. I mean, what does that mean for a child, right? Well, I'm not going to see you. I'm not living with you anymore. I mean, genuinely, unless, you know, the father or the mother is an asshole, you're seeing them both. At the end of the day, most people have 50-50 custody if they, you know, have some sort of an amicable divorce. Amicable divorces is, you know, it's funny in its own way because obviously nothing's amicable to start with. There's always one hurt person, one person that um, wants more than the other or one person that feels hard done by or one person. And even if you are amicable and you decide that this is the right thing for your family, it doesn't end there because, you know, obviously then you have one house, you have, you know, one pot of money, you have, and I'm, I'm doing it now because like, 
all these things that come up all the time and you're navigating them every single bloody day. You can't possibly preempt them because, you know, Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming now and my kids all want a computer. Okay, so herein lies the next issue that I've got to get through. So they've just actually, because my ex has just moved out of Alberari, so he's now 20 minutes away, I think it is, whereas before he was five minutes away. So, you know, and I get that it's a good thing because, you know, who wants to live next door to their ex-wife and her new partner and just live differently in a way and not have the family life you once had. I think, you know, to get a complete space and get away is the best thing for everybody, except it becomes harder for the children, right? Because before they left a textbook, they left toothbrush, they literally just pop back because I'm five minutes away. It doesn't matter to them, which actually gave this non-shared shared custody because also you know they come home from school at three come straight to me and then by the time their dad got home at six that's when they'd leave for dinner and go and have dinner and sleep there that's not really the full responsibility because then you you me I got lumbered with you know even though I've got a secretary which you know is mine I I pay for her half of her time if not three fucking quarters of her time is scheduling the children from doctors, dentists, playdates, weekends, cabs, pizzas, food, parties, anything, shopping, clothes, anything they want is scheduled through my assistant. So she's not really my assistant, she's really theirs, but I get to pay for that. And you kind of enable the other half because I make it look so bloody easy. You know, we were delivering them on the weekend, not even the weekend, because I actually had them on the weekend. So the weekend, I never had a weekend off. Weekends are impossible because all that happens is scheduling gets even more impossible because I have three kids with three free time who want to go to different places, right? So three children scheduling, no matter what, and my secretary's off. So no matter what, my ex got his weekend and I would get a scheduling total backing up nightmare. Whereas, you know, one day... One wants to go to the cinema, the next one wants to go to basketball, the one wants to go to tennis, the other one's at a party, wants to come home at one o'clock in the morning, whatever it is, right? And I'm left sorting that shit out every single weekend. So that just wasn't working for me. And actually, I made it so easy because even now, like when he moved, uh, my secretary started going, well, uh, sending him messages like, well, on the weekend, what would you like them to do? And then I was like, no, actually, no. We need one whole week break, right? One week where I don't have to do any of the scheduling or any of the things they need. Not because I don't want to. You know, I think it was my ex who said to me, well, you used to have them 100% of the time. That's true. But, you know, I also am extremely busy. And I think that men forget that, you know, women, I go to work. I do exactly what he does, except I have, as I said before, about 15 different bosses that I have to please, right? So I quite like to have an evening where I don't need to schedule anything. The week off, if I get to have to have them every single day, which is great, you know, again, I'm not whinging about having my kids, but if there's no appreciation for the amount of work that I actually do, which is, you know, I have one, two, three, four women here that work for me who spend their time making everybody's life easier from paying the bills, 
to, you know, getting the kids around because I work my ass off people. And those of you that always ask me, what do you do? Which drives me fucking nuts because if any of you have eyes, just simply turn on your Instagram. I look like a busy idiot. I literally do so much in a day. I can't tell you my head wants to spin off. If I don't have some sort of coronary in the next five years, I mean, I'm praying to God Sergio takes over and I can put my feet up and sit on an island or one of these things hits so big that you all make me retire. Anyway, you know, I never get a thanks for it. Nobody thanks me. The children, it's always done wrong. And my ex, it's like, well, you know, you're the mum. So I've decided, fuck it. You know, I don't get the luxury of being divorced because I still have to do, you know, what is that luxury? Okay. So the man buggers off and he, as I said, he gets them after school, after they've come back to my house, screamed and run around for four hours, gone back to his, they behave like perfect because it's only dinner and whatever magic potion he seems to cook over there, they eat without grumbling at all. Whereas here I have to do three separate fucking meals and none of them want to eat anything. And I, I can't, I, I've asked him a million times what he's cooking, but it's purely gold or it's just his way. And mine's just so different. I don't know. But anyway, I don't get to get divorced. So that is the funny thing. So why do we use this final connotation with our children? There is just no need to put this fear into them because I think separated is a better thing. Okay, yes, we're divorced on paper, but you know, kids don't recognize that. What do they care? They want to know how their world is changing and actually not much changes otherwise. I'm now in the position, this is this sorry, this was the whole point of my story. Where it's Christmas, they all want a bloody computer, right? What do I do? So if Jem and I decide to split the cost of a computer and we buy a computer each and there's two, two of them, where does the computer go? Because my twins won't share anything, let alone a pair of fucking socks. If you think they're going to share a laptop, and a home screen that they've been waiting for God knows how long because all their friends have got one, that's not happening. Then do I have to put it in the car every week because does it stay at my home or does it stay at Jem's home? And I haven't even broached this subject yet. And obviously we're not paying buying four computers just to make it... So there's one in each room, but it's a genuine concern because I'm like, this just isn't going to work because as soon as they get their computer, they're not going to want to leave whichever house is in. That's for sure. They honestly, at the moment, they still want to be, you know, they're very tied to me. They find it hard doing the one week, one week. They like to break it up a little bit more, but I, I need to get into more of a routine just because so I can focus on my work give my girls a break because it is a lot of work. And I don't think the man really sees how much work goes in it when you deliver the children already fed, watered, you know, haircut, doctor's appointments done, dentists done. Yes, they pay, he pays the bills. Absolutely. But it's the scheduling that's so fucking difficult, right? It's impossible. So I have decided to make it 50-50. You want 50-50? Here you go. Here's 50-50, right? After my weekend... I'm not picking up the phone. I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing anything. So I don't get any thanks for it anyway. I've, nobody's ever said well done for keeping this going. And nobody appreciates what I do. That I think at this point, I'm just going to hold my hands up and say, okay, over to you. It's now your week. You know, okay, I have one housekeeper from here that's going to go there because that's his housekeeper that we share for the kids. And then I keep one and he keeps one on the weeks. So I only need one when I'm by myself. And that's it. And on weekends, as I said, one weekend is his, which has not in two years, that's not happened. Now that's going to be interesting where I actually get a full weekend all to myself because the weekends is the busiest time. Any mother will tell you it is 
insanely busy. And, you know, just keeping the children, they grow so bloody fast. I feel like I'm always shopping for clothes or always organizing a party for one of them, right? Or it's Halloween or it's somebody's birthday or it's, you know, keeping cards in the in the drawers so that they've got birthday gifts or gifts for their friends. And like, they've got loads of friends. So there's always a birthday party to go to or there's an event. It's insane. Three children is another full-time job for anyone, for anyone. And I think us women have set men up to make it look so easy because we take the brunt of it. We do everything. And I can't decide whether I do it just because I think it's easier as a control factor. Like, I just may as well do it. I've been doing it all along anyway. Or is it for guilt? You know, guilt like, well, you know, broke my family, so I better, you know, this is, this is what I'm going to do. When, when you talk to an ex and you are exes, it's so difficult because you're, you don't get that peace. You don't get that place where you can never not speak to each other, right? So, and that's okay because I think my son was saying to me yesterday, but mommy, it's so nice that you're all friends. And, you know, uh, my ex did invite me skiing with them this, this year, which was nice. And I said, you know, I, obviously it's, I think it was more to do with the fact you can't handle three kids on the slope than actually wanting me to go, but I'll take it. And that's all right, because it's a family holiday. And I understand that a ski holiday with three children is bloody hard work, right? I mean, you've got to get them up dressed on the slopes by a certain amount of time. There's no way that's happening on your own. So, you know, I get we still need each other. You need each other to function and to run a business, right? The business. And then if you're happy in your own relationships, but the fact is you still have to have a relationship. It's a relationship. I'm still bloody in it. I still get told off when you don't like things. I still get told off. And I'm like, the whole point of being divorced for me is to have total freedom and not to answer to anyone. And then you, you sort of find yourself answering to someone again. And actually, I mean, the only thing is, I guess now you get to hang up a little bit more and go, okay, well, won't deal with that for the next, another six months. But it's like, sometimes you want to go, go fuck yourself. But on the other hand, you're still in that situation where you're, you know, the next 11 years, I think it is 11 years in this country until my children are 21 years old. I am in a relationship with my ex-husband and I've understood that now. Whatever it looks like, I do get to hang up and say, don't speak to me like that. And he does to me, you know, whatever we want. There are certain trigger points, I think, that both of us have. You know, we can be amazing friends and get on really well. And then suddenly one thing will go wrong or, you know, what I hate is the blame game. You know, when you're divorced, it's always the other person's fault when the children plays up. It's like, no, everything that goes wrong, it's always my fault. Everything from their grades to their behavior, everything is down to me. I am the one that makes it happen. I think yesterday I decided that one of my, my son actually just said, I, you know, I want to come to Mauritius with you. I had no idea he was going to call his dad. Calls his dad and the first thing out of his mouth was, well, uh, can't believe she did that. Can't believe she made him call me. I didn't even bloody knows calling. But that's just exactly what I'm talking about. It's these little things. And you're like, for fuck's sake, I, you know, I had no idea that he was going to pick up the phone and call you, nor would I want him to. But I also, when you're divorced, you cannot take your children and just say, let's go abroad. Because not number one, I live in the UAE. So that would be tantamount to kidnapping. But also like, you have to ask the other one's permission to still do things. So like, if you're getting divorced and you don't have a great divorce, obviously, that's another control factor. So a lot of times men, they can't bear it because they can't really control you anymore. 
sometimes it can be with money. And I remember at the beginning when I, you know, when we were getting divorced and the house, I was going to remain in the family home. He was like, well, there's going to be no, no men in the house, which would, which would have been ridiculous. It would have meant I'd had to go out on dates for the rest of my life until the kids are 21. That just was not going to work or fly for me. You're divorced, you're divorced, you do whatever you want. Like if there's another woman in his bed, I, I'm never going to check, right? I'm not checking, nor do I care as long as she's good with my kids. Couldn't care less. You need to have a life. Everybody needs to have a life and you need to have a life that doesn't revolve around a hotel room where you feel like an overage hooker. And you also always feel like, you know, you're doing something wrong. You know, I've been with Sergio three years, I'm doing nothing wrong. So, you know, I've understood now that these things keep us together. And I, I will be divorced, divorced in 12 years. When the children have moved out, I don't need to ask permission for anything anymore. And the children can fully organize themselves. And that's, you know, somebody stops paying your alimony or whatever it's called. I don't know what it's called. Then the control kind of goes because until then, you know, they, they still feel like they've got one foot in. And it's still their thing, you know, like there are certain things that you have to do, right? I don't know, if, if you're going abroad, the travel with the kids is the father's responsibility if you're going together. But then it's like, okay, but then, you know, if the new husband's coming, how much does the father pay for? It's, it's all of these questions that you navigate, you can't quite get until you're in it, right? I mean, you can't pre-think all these things. I wouldn't have even thought about that, right? Because, okay, Sergio and I go on holiday with Jem. Okay, obviously, Jem pays for his children. But then if I'm at dinner, how do I then take out my food? It's just stupid little things. Whereas the ex doesn't want to feel like he's paying for your, your life and the, your boyfriend's either. And I don't want that either. Certainly don't need it. So there's always this like financial disputes, which you just, they're just so stupid and so unnecessary. And actually, we're all generous people and we're all earning and everyone wants the best for each other. But it's just so high stakes. It's like one person, something riles one person and it's the only way you can kick that person back by, by just, you know, niggling it. You can't niggle at them because there's nothing really to take away. So it's just, it's always, it always comes down to money. Always comes down to money. And at the end of the day, that until you are finished with that and finished with the kids growing up and moving out... It'll always, your relationship is money, unfortunately. It's the children and money. And money is the root of all evil in so many people's lives, which is why I've always maintained and told you all, make your own fucking money because you don't want to be beholden to anybody. You really don't. If I, and this has not happened by the way, but if I have a fight and, and God forbid he, somebody didn't want to pay me my alimony or whatever else, I'm okay. I'll always be okay. And that's a great place to be. But, you know, a lot of people aren't. And I and that's how the exes remain in their lives. So, you know, it's just really setting yourself up that if someone says that or, you know, especially in, in these kind of countries as well, because a lot of times, you know, unless you're married in a certain court, everything's heavily stacked towards the man. So to be able to to know that you will always be okay and that you can say, you know what, that's not okay by me. Or no, I want it this way. You're able to fight for your own rights because you're able to stand on your own two feet and you're able to have a voice because there is nothing fucking worse than getting divorced and going through all that pain and then losing your voice there in the divorce. Because I know tons of women who've lost their voice after the divorce and they actually have a worse life from getting divorced because they, and they've gone through the hardest part, which is making the decision, getting out, and now they're in a shit position because the ex has moved on, got a great new life, She's got a shit, you've got a shit life 
and they can still controlling you, but they control your life through money. I mean, ladies, it's not normal. You can't live like that. And that's what I'm trying to teach you. Like you want to be able to do whatever you want, right? And at the end of the day, most men are proud. They want to pay for their kids. They really do. They don't want to take it all. It's so important that you get some sort of rhythm going. If you can't speak to each other, that's okay. Get a third party. Get a third party. Let it let it all calm down. And t- time, by the way, heals everything. You know, I've been through my divorce has been like a roller coaster. You've been up, we've been down, we've been you know angry at each other, hate each other, love each other. We're we're okay, you know. We're and we're in a pretty good place. It, it's just as the wind blows. You don't know. I don't know what his life is right now. I don't know whether he's in a relationship, out of a relationship. I simply don't ask. I know he's moved house. The so things are stressful. I've got things happening. And I'm so busy in life that, you know, I don't have time to worry about, you know, maybe my message is too strong. Maybe you've got the tail end of each other because you're not involved in everybody's day to day. So texting is another bloody nightmare because, you know, sometimes it's so misconstrued, you know, I mean, things can be blown so far out of proportion. And I, you know, I know I'm a difficult person, but like there are things like, okay, so yesterday, I think it was the day before whatever, I've been in Portugal. I'm getting married. I've got another wedding on the way. I've got so much on my plate right now. I could scream plus, 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 plus. And, you know, I have that works for me, people to do things for me. I'm extremely lucky because I can't do them. There aren't enough hours in the day. I can't be everything to everyone and I get things wrong. So I got a, I've got an amazing financial woman who does all my books and everything. Anyway, I put her into a chat to make sure there are no misunderstandings. Of course, comes a misunderstanding because everybody's busy, you know, and, and fights ensue between my ex and her. And it's just, it's like, they don't want to communicate with your team. They want to communicate with you, right? And you have to understand that, you know, sometimes when you remove yourself from a situation, maybe, you know, I don't know if it's a power thing. I can't decide what, what it is that men particularly want. It's like, I'll only deal with you when you try and fix a problem, right? When someone says everything's your fault, your fault that the kids didn't go to school today, your fault that the, the kids aren't eating their lunches because I pack the lunch, right? So it's still my fault, even though they're, they're your kids too. So I can't get them on the, on the school to do their tutoring. Absolutely cannot do it. My fault, my fault if they fail, but only, only his fault if they excel, all of these things. So I'm not very good at things. So I delegate a lot of things, right? So and accounting is one of them. Not because I don't want to, I think I'm too big for my boots and I, I can't be bothered to deal with my ex or anybody. It's just simply for the fact I can't see things come in and out. I never looked at my books before. I'm really hectic. Money isn't my thing. And that's it. And I thought, actually, I thought I was doing a, a favor to everyone by making sure everything is perfect and by the book, you know, which is the way I am. Every receipt is accounted for, everything is seen. But again, all misconstrued becomes a complete fucking nightmare and off goes the next fight. It's just never ending. Let's take a time out from the show and discuss the holidays are just around the corner. I don't know if you're ready or not, but I certainly am not. And I am looking for the perfect gift for a loved one. I think the past year has taught us that we've all missed out on special times with our loved ones and knowing how important it is to stay in touch and share special times and moments with family members and friends. Well, I have the perfect gift which will keep your loved ones feeling connected with you all the time. 
Skylight Frames is the perfect gift. I want to give a gift which makes my family member, however far away they are, feel close. And Skylight Frames is a touchscreen, beautiful 10-inch frame, which you can update with new memories via photos simply sent to an email address. It sets up effortlessly in under 60 seconds, and you don't need to be technical to do this, people. Just plug it in, use a touchscreen, and connect it to the wireless network and enjoy. Sending photos to the Skylight Frame is effortless. Everyone in the family can do it. You can email photos to the personalized email address and the photos will just simply pop up on the screen in seconds. So for example, if it's a gift for your mother or your grandmother and they'll never miss out on special times like the first day of school for your children or graduation from college or baby's first steps or any other fun-loving memories that you may wish to share with them. It's just so simple. And even my non-tech family members can set it up and use it. I don't know about you, but I absolutely love this idea. Such a lovely gift. Plus, it's 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you do not love your Skylight Frame, they'll offer you a full refund. Now, as a special offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter divorced. That's right. To get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame, just go to skylightframe.com and enter code divorced. That's S-K-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, promo code divorced. Happy shopping. And once I sat back and I looked at it and I was like, I'm never going to be divorced, am I? Now, all that's happened is I have a husband I'm about to marry and I have an ex-husband that I have to live with and make sure he's happy too. But actually, I've just stopped. I've just fucking stopped because I'm sick of having to please everyone and not get any respect back. When do I get spoken to the way I should be spoken to? I'm divorced. You don't get the right to speak to me in any way, shape or form like this anymore. You don't. Don't want to speak to me? Don't speak to me. It's okay. I'll go through the nanny, the housekeeper, whatever you want, however you want to speak to me. But, you know, I am just so done with having to explain myself or feeling bad about myself or, you know, when the children call to go to Mauritius a day early, that that's my fault. You know, like they, they have a voice. They asked you, you may not like the question, but it's got nothing to do with me because I actually didn't do it because I actually know the answer. It'll be my fault. And then again, it's their, their exams, they're this, they're that, you know, or it'll be my fault if they fail. But actually it's also their mother's wedding. I don't think it's that weird that they'd want to attend their mother's wedding, really. But again, can't be bothered to have a fight. So it's a really difficult line. Because your kids are always connected to both of you. Obviously, you're going to be connected forever, even after the enemies. You've got graduations, you've got birthdays, you've got marriages, you've got whatever. You can only pray that the other person finds peace and love. And look, I'm fully aware that I probably annoy the shit out of everyone the other side as well, because like here I am bounding around. I'm a very public person. And I'm not doing it for effect, just to rub it in everybody's faces. But it's, number one, this is my story. I have played the game the way everybody wanted me to for most of my life. And I just decided now is my time. Now is the time I get to live unapologetically the way I want to live. You know, no matter how hard you try, and this is what I'm trying to say about the divorce thing, you try and be a good ex, you don't get thanked for it. 
as I said, I do a hundred percent of the scheduling, a hundred, right? My team, they're exhausted on top of their normal jobs and they're not nannies. And that wasn't in their job description either, but the job is to help me. And that helps me. You know, I am the bad one always. I'm the lazy one always. I'm the one that, by the way, they call for everything because it just is that way. There's always one person. And I'm the one that is doing this on top of everything else. And so I think this whole shift now of the moving and the everything else will be really, really interesting because I, I for one, am waiting to see how the week goes, whether I get through a week without a 50 million phone calls, whether I get through a week and or a few weeks and actually I get a phone call to go to say, you do a lot. You just do a lot. I don't think I'm going to get it. To be honest, I really don't. I don't know what I'm hanging on for. It's not like I've held my breath. I'd probably die. But it'll be interesting because I sent a list of all the parents, all the friends, all the this, all the that, so that he can see how to make the make the play days on the weekend. But it's fucking hard work, people. I mean, it's really hard work. I don't know how. I, I mean, you know, I guess he'll do it. But let's see. Kids as well. You know, just by making the phone call, that's another thing, the phone call to ask the question, right? Sometimes the question, the parent, either way, doesn't want to hear. So at this point, the kid has now riled you both and riled you both without knowing it. So again, these are the issues. You just are never separated. You can't be. As I said, I can't take them out of the country without asking. If they're sick, I have to call him if we go to the doctor, obviously, or he has to call me. We have to travel together because otherwise, what are you going to do? Two major summer holidays? That's not going to work. You know, just so many things to organize, to do, to Yasmin's going to college to look around the colleges this year. Well, I mean, I guess I've got to go. That'll be interesting. Me and my ex going around America together looking at schools. I, I just don't know how this all works. Plus a new husband who's never left me alone for a day. So I mean, does he come? I mean, that'll be the next bridge, right? What I'm trying to say with this podcast is why tell a child we're divorcing if actually, unless you really hate each other. I mean, I guess the only time you can really get divorced is if no children are involved. No children are involved. You can, you can pack your bags, high five each other and say goodbye, I'm off. But other than that, you're stuck for a good 21, 30 years together. Let's just be sure of that. Okay? You, I mean, are not getting divorced. So before you will run out there and have a baby or a Band-Aid baby or whatever it is a lot of women out there do, think very hard. Is this the man that I want to be stuck next to for the rest of my life? And the thing is, you know, most of us get married so young, you don't actually know what the man you want to be stuck next to for the rest of your life looks like. And as it happens, I did pretty well in that respect because at least he's he's reasonable, he's manual, he'll talk to me. You know, he may um, ha- have his head spin off at some point, but, you know, he, he calms down and it is what it is. And I guess, you know, I'm the same, so we're hot-headed. But, you know, fundamentally, we wanted different things and fundamentally, we're bringing up our children in a very different way. You know, he likes more traditional. He wants, you know, the perfect family meals. He wants the Von Trapp family lifestyle. I had that traditional and I want more, you know, I think Sergio's taught me just by watching him every day with with my kids, with the way he is, with the hugging, the like picking them up, with, you know, the love that he offers me, the, the how much he talks to his mother, you know, that I want a different type of relationship with my kids. I, 
I love that they're so easy. They tell me everything. I mean, when I say everything, everything, you know, I love that. Even if it's bad stuff, I, I listen to them and I don't get angry because I want them to feel like it's a safe space. You know, I don't want them to feel like everything is shouty. I don't like high tone levels of shouting in the house. It, it, it gives me anxiety. So, you know, I always feel like, you know, sometimes your point and, and children can, you know, absolutely make you fucking nuts. And actually that's the one thing, you know, if I, if I look at it, my ex said to me, you know, part of the problem is he and I could not communicate properly about our children. And that was it. I think if I really look where the problem started to go wrong, it's, you know, I used to have Aaron in bed with me every single night, every night. And that used to drive him up the wall. And even if I put him back into bed, he was back in my bed 57 times. And, you know, he, he thought I was lazy by not kept keep walking him back and forth. And whether I did it right or wrong, who knows? But at the end of the day, I actually enjoyed those days because I was like, well, you know, in a few years, he's going to be gone and he's not going to want to sleep with me anymore. But I think all the tension, it started there. Then I was choosing Aaron over Zach, right? So I should have brought Zach into the bed with me. Just, I've always done everything wrong. Nothing was ever right. And I think, you know, when I decided or when we decided that it was over, you know, I don't know how I thought it would be. I, I read read books, but again, you've no idea because you're so bloody nervous and so sort of unsure of what life looks like the other side, right? But, um, you know, I now have realized it was actually one of my friend's husbands that said it to me. I'll never forget. It's got a guy called Lucas White. I'll never forget. And, and Normandy, they both said, and I respect it a lot, both of them, by the way. They said, there's just no such thing as divorce because you're not divorced. You'll always be together because of your children. And that's the truth. No matter how much you hate each other or go through whatever. And I think that that's quite a good calming thing. You can get all the lawyers in the world. You can fight each other till death. The only thing winner in this is going to be a lawyer who's going to take all the money that you had for you, your kids, everyone else. And you're still going to end up in a relationship with each other because how on earth do you navigate not speaking to each other ever? But it means you can't ever be a, a, a joint force behind your children. This is the other thing. I've done this thing where, you know, we always said that we were going to have the same house rules, right? Me and my ex. But then what happens is if I break my house rules or I am a little more flexible than he is on mine, I get a phone call going, well, I, you know, I thought we were going to have the same rules but like, I'm not you. And that's it again. Like I am not you. It's not that I want to have like to undo all the good work he's doing or undo any good work for my children and just go, okay, whatever your dad decides, I'm going to do the absolute fucking opposite. Do it, you know, knock yourself out kids. That's not my thing. But you know, I do want to be in a position at 45 where if I decide this is right for my children in my house, that's my decision. That's my decision. It's my house. You don't get to tell me at all what I can do in my house anymore. And those boundaries, I think, are so hard to put in the place at the beginning because you have such good intentions of doing everything together for the children, everything. But actually, it doesn't work either because different strokes for different folks. And I'm in that position again because it's impossible to always keep the the same roles. Okay. Yes. Maybe bedtimes, but again, weekends doesn't go like that. My kids just feel freer in my house. They bring all their friends here. I don't know, 
but maybe actually now he's moved and he's in a big house, you know, it might all change and they'll, they'll want to take all their friends there. But it's like things like how many times a week we're going to have takeaway, what, what time their bath times are, what time, you know, so, some things in life I would just like to choose now. I don't want to be told by someone, this is what I've decided and now you're going to go along with it. This isn't working for me anymore. And I think that that's quite important. Like I, I think that it's so hard to find your inner voice and so, sometimes we just go along with things just because we think it's easier and that's definitely what I've done most of my life with everybody else and gone, okay, if that's what you want, well, actually, what do I want? What the fuck do I want? How do I want to bring up my children, okay? You know, no friends sleep over on a school, a school night. No friends to come to the house on a school night. Well, I've changed that, okay? At three o'clock, they're finished by three, so this, the kid can still go home by six. That's okay with me. As long as they've done their homework, why can't they have a friend? What do they have to do? Sit here bored because it's a school day? No, have your friend. It doesn't make any difference. I'm not even available because I'm working. So have your friend. Enjoy yourself. Things like never a sleepover on a school night. Okay, look. I agree, I agree that they need to sleep and not always, but like, I mean, it shouldn't be like hung by jury if it's ever happened. I can't always make those phone calls to check. I don't want to always make those phone phone calls to check. They're my kids too. And so I think that, you know, we have put ourselves into a position where, you know, we are left with this sort of working relationship which we all of us women are sort of navigating as it goes and if you don't do something right it's the perfect example to sort of blame and shame the other one well you you let them the reason he's exhausted and he fell asleep in at home today is because you let him stay up all night or the reason he's failed his exam is because he you know flew off with you the reason he's small is because he hasn't eaten and that's you you know i won't have that you don't get to say that to people anymore you don't get to say that to me you want to change something, you change it. You want to cook his meals, you cook the meals. You want to do something, you do it, but not in my house. My house is me. Your house is you. I don't get involved in your house. I don't know what's going on in your house, nor do I care to. And I think finding out your boundaries in a divorce, and then in England, it's 18 is when a child sort of, you stop having to pay alimony and things like this and stuff for the kid when they become 18. I think here it's 21. Um, from then on in, that's when you're divorced. That's when you're really divorced because that's when you actually don't have to answer to anyone. Until then, you're still answering to people. And it's bizarre to me that we've allowed this sort of custom to go on, that you you have to answer to the other person all the time. And invariably, it's just the man that manages to sort of, I don't know, shout harder or talk harder or get his point across more and that you'll just feel so exhausted because you're actually doing the work for the kids. You just can't be fucked to have another argument. So you just go, yeah, okay, whatever. And that, my friends, is why, you know, I've just realized, I think we should call it something else. I, you know, the separated thing makes so much more sense because nothing really changes. You know, you are still with the other parent. So I said, divorce sounds like one of you's never coming back. And, and you are, you are, you're every day. Every, I talk to him just as much as I did when I was married, you know, because I have to schedule the children. And I have to do all this stuff for him. So I think divorce sounds so much more glamorous than it actually is. It is not glamorous. It's another job you're taking on. So I suggest you get your ducks in a row before you get divorced and really think about 
how to make it a clean cut and what you will do with the children as they go through different stages in life. Because as I said, there's no point fighting each other because we are going to be wedding, bar mitzvahs, you know, graduations, you're there. So you've got to make these things work and you've got to find a balance where you can both be happy and you can be happy for each other and you stop blaming each other for different things. There should be no blame. You know, something goes wrong, they fail their exams. I'm sorry, you know, and you can't always be a united front. You know what? Sometimes the reason we grew up apart as a couple is the reason that we grew apart maybe as parents. We just simply don't have different parenting skills or different ways we feel that our children should be brought up, which we couldn't possibly preempt while we were getting married because we didn't have children. You don't know. I never knew I'd be this parent. I actually thought I'm so strict at work. I thought I'd be the strict one. But you know, it doesn't make your way the right way, my way the wrong way. It doesn't, sorry. And sometimes you just have to go, okay, that's her or that's him. And which I do, but men aren't good at bending. They don't give you that same respect back. And that's where I find it really, really difficult to hold my tongue. So I don't know whether I would say, I mean, obviously I'm so happy, you know, now in my life and everything's going amazing. Even God, I'm going to have to have another baby. So I can't believe I'm talking like this. But, you know, I just want you to know these are the hard parts of divorce because I think I've made divorce look so fucking easy. And it is in some respects because even with all of this, with my head spinning off, I am happier. I'm really happy and I love my life. I really love my life and I love my kids. I love my house. I love everything. I, I feel so blessed. Can't say that enough to put it in the universe. And I want everybody never to feel trapped and to feel like they don't have a voice. And I think the voice, having a voice in a relationship is what's so important. I've been told what, what to do my entire life. And as I said, you know, freedom is the number one thing. So I, the great thing about divorce is well, if you don't like what you're hearing, you put the phone down, put the fucking phone down call back in four days, five days, and invariably things have changed and so they've calmed down or you've calmed down. And so that, my, my friends, is, you know, why I think we should just talk to our kids in a different way. Tell them that we are still a family in some ways and talk to them about how life will be. I think we're so wrapped up in our own relationships. We don't go any further in life, you know, and, and, and think it through and think about the impact on the children. And because one invariably one person is angrier than the other, but you know, there is no such thing as divorce will always be there as a, you know, a front at the good times, the bad times, no matter what you have to swallow hard. You may hate the other person at times. and I'm sure we all have, but you know, you don't get the luxury of walking away. You don't get the luxury of saying, that's it. You know, unfortunately, we have things involved bigger than us. And you have to put your big girl pants on and your big boy pants on and get back at it. And so, you know, grow up and get on with it because children aren't going away. You're not getting divorced. You're separated. You're separated is the, you know, that's it. You're going to be separated for the rest of your life, but you're not divorced because we're all together. Christmas, no matter what, no matter how bad everyone's feeling, they'll be here. We'll all be together. My family's here and it's just the family got bigger. So I hope this helps some of you. I hope it hasn't depressed any of you because it's, you know, it's not meant to feel that you go through all this and then get nowhere, but it's just meant to tell you that there's just some of the fight in you. Just got to let it go. Just got to breathe, breathe fucking deep and go and have some acupuncture. Thank you for listening. 
Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind-the-scene action. 